My name's Dale, and um, in two years, on October 27th, God's going to ask me to be Messiah the Prince, and the reason is Jesus quit. So a lot of people might ask, uh, where's Jesus been the last 2,000 years? And the answer is, in heaven, when we die, there's a bunch of other people there, and it's a big surprise. Um, a, a lot of people that are Christians expect it to be just Christians. Jews expect it to have a Jew area. Muslims expect to go to someplace else, maybe, or heaven. They're not sure. Other religions want to know, does it make a difference? And people that are atheists and agnostic, they expect to argue with God if they see him at all. And so when people get to heaven, the majority of people are not in those categories. The majority of people are people that lived a normal life. They Maybe it was a suburban life or they were really poor. That's most people in the earth, really poor. And then uh, they die, they get to heaven, and then uh, God tells them they've sinned and they might burn in hell, and that's terrifying. And then after that, they're in heaven, and God tells them what they need to do. Now, this isn't normally how it would be. The first thing that would be normal is if, let's say, we had everlasting life. We live forever, we don't die. Then if we went to heaven, it would be just to socialize, just to hang out. That's it. Also, um, if we're not in trouble, then God's not going to threaten us. So... Um, the way God does it now isn't the way it would be normal. <clears throat> so when people get to heaven, everyone from the earth wants to know about Jesus Christ. And then that's where the controversy starts. And so this is going to explain why Jesus hasn't been here the last 2000 years. In the last 2000 years, Christians preached and things like that. And Jesus thought of everyone in the universe, but didn't go visit them. He didn't come back to the earth or any other place. And so when people die from other planets, they get to heaven. They're like, oh, uh, God, I, I thought there was a God. I haven't really read or heard anything about you. And then they, they see him and they talk to him. He kind of tells them the same things. They've sinned. They need to repent of their sin. And uh, that's just because of the era we live in. If we lived in an era, uh, a time when scientific research was really uh, a big deal, then there might be conversations about morals and ethics of science and God might talk about those things in heaven. If we lived in an era when there was a great abundance of good peace and everyone everywhere could have a good life, people were rich and happy and healthy, then in heaven people would talk about those things. If, if we lived in an era when there was a great overabundance of food and clean water and good air, people might talk about how good it is to live in that world but what else could they add to have another uh, thing in their life that they like? Music, movies, TV shows, video games, cars, trucks, travel. What would they add? And that's what they might talk about. But at this time, they talk about sin. So when they get there, they say, where's Jesus? And God gives them an answer. And then he tells them they have a different savior now. And people are surprised by this. And so 5,000 years ago, God asked me if I would be a savior, and I said, no, I do not want to be a savior. But if I don't do it, who will? And he said, Jesus Christ will do it. So that's the reason Jesus is in the Bible and not me. The reason Jesus is in the Bible and not me is because 5,000 years ago, I said, I don't want to do it. Now, there's a, another thing doctrinally. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is our only savior. God is our only savior. No one else is mentioned. And so Christians, they have a a problem with this they say if Jesus is our only savior how could there be another savior so what I used to say is God told you so that means it's true but people argued with God and said he was wrong so now what I tell them is I rejected all of you for 
the entirety of human existence I've lived and I've rejected every single one of you. I could have saved any of you at any time from anything. And I rejected you all. The reason is you guys are obstinate. I talked to you and you guys are obstinate. You're like a wall. You refuse to stop murdering, raping and committing adultery. So they find that out and they realize Jesus is a big softy and I'm a hardliner and they want Jesus back. So what happened with Jesus is the same surprise. Jesus refused to obey God. It was a sin. And everyone who sins needs a savior. So God said to Jesus, go and talk to your savior. Jesus said, what? God said, you've sinned. You're an unrepentant sinner. Repent now. Go and talk to your savior. And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to repent. Who's my savior? And God said, Dale Travis Maynard. So when the when God said this to Jesus, Jesus almost fell down. Jesus said, wait, I thought I was everyone's savior. And God said, you've sinned. There's only one person left, Dale. That's it. Everyone else has sinned. They can't be your savior. So in the last years, Jesus has been doing things that can only be known in heaven. So people that died, if you know someone that died recently, they've gone to heaven in the last couple of years or before that. And eventually they asked, where's Jesus? And then they found out Jesus isn't their savior anymore. And then they found out he quit. 2000 years ago, God told him, stay in the earth. I told him, don't die on the cross, stay alive. But Jesus chose to die stupidly. And then God chose to, uh, God told him, stay in the earth after God raised him from the dead. And Jesus said, no. So this is why you never see people raised from the dead. It's, it's men like Jesus. People like Jesus, they don't want to be raised from the dead. They're like, well, I guess I'll just stay dead. So for 2000 years, Jesus had a perfect opportunity to go to the earth, other planets. He could have come here and he didn't. So what happened was a disaster that Jesus created. He created this disaster. No one knows what he was talking about. So Christians, everyone has these questions. Jesus, did you start a religion? Are you the founder of a religion? What happened in Israel? What happened then 2000 years ago? What happened? And why did you do it? Is Christianity a religion or the religion? What about other religions? Are they an option? What about no religion? Is that an option? What about spiritual, but not religious? Jesus never answered any of these questions. Those became questions because for 2000 years, he never explained what he did and why he did it. Now I'm going to give you the explanation right now. Before Jesus went to the earth, I was talking to him and I told him about what to do for a decade. I taught him for a decade and then he went to the earth and he spent his time growing up because he was born again. I told him, don't be born again. Just start as an adult. Just go and talk to him. But he wanted to be born again. See, I told him that in the future, a lot of people that are dead can be born again. The people that are alive, they can get everlasting life. Done. Some people might want to be raised from the dead as an adult. All right, that's everything. But Jesus wanted to be a good example of someone that was born again. He wanted to do it first because he thought if he did it first, he'd get respect and admiration. But what ended up happening is the Christians believe he wasn't born again. That was his first life. So now he can't come to the earth until he tells the Christians you're wrong. See, you Christians are so cruel to Jesus Christ that he believes it's abusive. 
when you when you're in heaven you argue with him about everything he considers it to be abusive when you guys talk to jesus and he says that he was born again he, you guys say no that was your first life you weren't born again you were just born the first time then he says some other things and they say jesus we teach you know everything he says i don't know everything i know some things i know how to be a savior and then they say yeah right that's what we teach you know everything and they argue with him so you, you christians are wrong doctrinally about a few important things but when jesus tells you the truth you're abusive to him you're so argumentative he considers it to be abusive he's told everyone in heaven that but you keep doing it because you want to believe what your pastor said or what your Bible college said or what your opinion is, mostly. So, if he had come back to the earth, what he could have done is answered everyone's questions. What he did, why he did it, and um, other things. Now, another thing he did is he, um, he spoke his own words. He spoke his own words, not God's words. When he did that, When Jesus spoke his own words, which is one of the things he did, he spoke them one-third of the time. Now, this just happened to be the way he thinks. He's like, well, I'll say what God told me to say, and he'll say he said some of that. Then he said, well, I'll tell them what I think. I'll answer some of their questions. That was part of the work he chose, and it wasn't bad at all for anyone who accuses Jesus. He was actually trying to teach them all types of knowledge. So he's like, you can find the truth if you look for it. And they're like, what truth? He could have said scientific truth. He could have said farming, agriculture truth. He could have said government truth, government policies. He could have said social ideas, how we talk to each other, uh, neighbor truth. But he kind of went with um, some of the most pressing problems at that time. They had endless variants with each other. So two men that are neighbors might have gone to war with each other. So he talked about that. That was just a, a problem at the time. So a lot of people want to know, like, why why was that a big problem? Well, it's a if it's a problem, it's a problem forever. So it needs to be dealt with. It's like, neighbors don't need to go to war because a lawnmower was loud. But what he wanted to talk about was every kind of truth. In Israel, they just wouldn't hear. Another thing he did is he spoke God's words. God told him to do the good shepherd talk. That's from God. God said, I'm the good shepherd. <laughs> And he also spoke my words, the man doing the podcast. I spoke so much about peace and how in the earth there's so little peace and there are so few peacemakers that anyone that makes peace even one time, I want them to get great overwhelming abundance of wealth, money, a house, anything that's important to them in the future, technology, anything that they want, spaceship, I don't care. I want them to have it because creating peace today can make the world better for a hundred years. If you do it one time with one neighbor, it was that important to me. So he talked about peacemakers and he talked about blessings. He calls that blessings.
So what he did is he went there and he spoke other people's words and he refuses to go admit it. He tells all the Christians that it's God's words, but it was also his and it was mine. So he has to admit the truth and he's nervous that people are going to be rude to him and make fun of him or laugh at him or something. But he shouldn't be because when he talks about peace, no one can ever make fun of him for that. Everyone likes peace. Even evil people, they want to have peace for themselves and evil for other men. So no one's going to make fun of him for that. My words are good words. The words he spoke then they're his words. He can defend those words. But he doesn't do it. He doesn't defend his own words, my words or God's words, because you Christians, he says, are abusive to him. To the end of eternity, even in the kingdom of God, for centillion times centillion plus millions of years, he says you Christians are abusive to him. And he leaves. He thinks you're going to be mean. He'll start talking, he'll give you half of an answer, and then he'll just leave. One time in the future, in the kingdom of God, he turned and left for five million years. He didn't come back. He didn't come back for five million years. So for the last 2,000 years, he, he God spoke to him and said, Jesus, go to the earth. And Jesus says, I kind of want to, kind of don't. Maybe next year. Next year, same thing for 2,000 years. And then in the 1970s, I talked to him and said, Jesus, you have to come to the earth now because soon there will be religious disputes with religious groups and atheists because of the internet and books and publishing and other things. Do it now. And he's, he's thought about it. And I said, I'll go with you. Now, if me and him would have come here, we would have crushed it. We would have gone everywhere. We would have answered every question. We would have done the work of Jesus Christ, the work of the religious scientist, the work of the atheist scientist, the work of the spiritual scientist. We would have answered every question about enlightenment, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Islam, Muslims, Judaism, Islamic Judaism, African religion mixed with Islam and African religion. We would have answered Native American religion and everything. We would have answered all of it. Agnostic uh, science. We would have answered about the periodic table of the elements, medicine and biology. Jesus knows more about biology than anyone who's ever lived except for me. So we would have answered everything. And then in the years of the internet, people, if they search who is God, they would have got a good answer. God's a dude that made all this shit where we live. And he chills in a chair all day. And he calls his house heaven because he thinks it's so great. He calls it heaven. He could call it paradise. He could call it his happy home. He calls it heaven. You guys call it your happy home. You call it home is where the heart is. He calls it heaven. If your house was that good, you might call it heaven too. So that's where God is. You know who he is, where he is, what he's doing. It wouldn't be any question. It's straightforward, simple answers. But he wouldn't come here. So for the last 2,000 years, he avoided coming because the questions people ask are rude questions. They're like, Jesus, when you know everything, do you tell everyone you're God? He thinks that's rude and abusive. He doesn't want you to say that. Now, if, if you guys would listen to him, Christians, the atheists and the agnostics would back off because they'd say, well, if Jesus knows everything, they ask all these questions, then they'd back off with that one. Then if, they, if you listen when he says, God doesn't own slaves, it's wrong, then the atheists would back off because you tell them, oh, God doesn't own slaves. Israel did it. They shouldn't have done it. So God made a law to, so that says free the slaves. That's a judgment written in the book of Exodus chapter 21. And just read the first three verses. The slaves are freed. That's the first judgment written in Exodus 21. 
That's his judgment. Free the slaves. Don't take slaves. Free them. So there's another thing with that. If they're a slave, he says, free them after six years. But God would say, if you free them after five years, that's even better. You don't have to wait until exactly six years and then free them. Free them early. Free them today. Free them in a year. The earlier, the better. Free the slaves. So if you answer that, Christians, the atheists would back off because they want you to be morally and ethically correct. So if Jesus had come here, it would have answered all these problems. So the answer is, where has Jesus been the last 2,000 years? Avoiding coming here. Because he thinks you guys are rude and abusive. He thinks you won't listen. He thinks you'll insult him, scoff at him, spit at him, mock him, throw rocks at him, shoot him with bullets. Because every other prophet in heaven thinks the same thing, and that's why they don't come.